Amen. Hallelujah. You know, aren't you glad in one sense of the word that, you know, we have so much to be thankful for, even in the midst of chaos, in the midst of things. We haven't had 8,000 rockets uh, shot on us in a month. And that's only in one month. That's not the other things. You know, I mean, around the world, there's all kinds of things that are going on, you know, and yeah, we don't look at the bad, uh, you know, in one sense of the word, but another sense of the word is that we know, need to know the signs of the times of what's going on. Amen? And while I'm talking here, you can turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to share some things and talk about, uh, you know, getting our thanks. And all of the uh, high school and junior high, you guys can all go, right? They can all take off. So I was, I was going to have them announce that as soon as it was over, take off. But go ahead and take off. You guys can go back to your class there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That way everybody else can sit down. Glory to God. Amen. God's good. Now, if we got all of you guys that came early would all scoot into the middle, we'd probably have enough seats for everybody to get into the outside. But I know you get here early just like I do, so you can have an end seat. You know, so I like the end seats, you know. Hey, it's always good if something crazy happens, but hallelujah. So we just kind of scoot in together and do things there. But no, we're, we're so appreciative that you're all here. And listen, you come early, you deserve an end seat. Just don't get upset if somebody climbs over you, Okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, but I am thankful. And you know, we could have, you know, if you look at your life, you could, you know, we could have been born anywhere else, but we were born here. Praise God. You know, this is what, you know, where we're at and what we have. And even if you weren't born here, but you came here and God enabled you to be here, thank God. Thank God that we still have the privilege to gather together. Thank God that we still have the privilege to be with one another. We still have the freedom, hallelujah, to, to love and to care for one another. Amen. And thank God we still always have the freedom to pray. No matter how many crazy things go on in the world, the Word of God is never chained. It's never bound. Prayer is never stopped. Amen? Hallelujah. And so, you know, I'm not sure what my title is today, but we're going to talk about something. And I was reading, you know, because it's the end times, because everything's going on, you do just read about things and it just kind of you know, uh, creates thoughts in your mind. But here in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, we know this, this whole chapter is talking about the days and the times that we live here. And so I was thinking about Thanksgiving. I was thinking about uh, uh, just what to minister on, what to share on, and just so many things, just so many things going up. I've got so many different messages going on on the inside of me that are just coming up doing things because God's just kind of dropping some things there that I want to develop. And I got to make sure that I develop them all first in me because, you know, you can't ship it abroad till it works at home. Amen? Till you know it is. See, because I always teach what I know, never what I think. I let you do your own thinking. You do your own thinking. I'm going to always share what I know. That's why I'm saying, well, let me tell you what I think. I don't care what you think and I don't care what I think. I want to know what you know. Amen? I do. I want to know that because when you know something, you'll receive it. And it's a whole bigger different things along those lines there. So let's just begin here. In uh, uh, verse 1, he says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. And they will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. 
Now, the King James Version says, verse 2 says, Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. Amen? And so I looked at that word unthankful and began to just look at the word. Because in the last days, people are going to be prone to be unthankful. So we are going to have to fight to be thankful. You ever heard this phrase? What have I got to be thankful for? What have I got? Well, you should be able to have a lot of things to be thankful for. If you're born again, the greatest thing you can be thankful for is that you're saved, that you're born again, that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and you're going to make heaven. And if that doesn't thrill you to get so excited, to be so thankful about your life, then you just need to get you know, more stirred up. You need to get a bigger revelation of who Jesus is in your life. Amen. Because we're going to have to fight to be thankful. We're going to have to develop in our lives an attitude of thankfulness, gratefulness, and appreciativeness. How many of you know in the last days, man, we see people that are totally unthankful, ungrateful, and they don't appreciate anything? Amen? How many of you have grandkids that when you buy things now, it's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, we have to just give them gift cards or money or it doesn't work. Because, <sighs> you know, we're thinking, oh, this would be so nice for them. And, you know, they're way above that. Got too many things going on. It's sad. It's sad when and not understanding what, how, to, how to be grateful and how to be thankful, how, how to really appreciate the things and appreciate the life that we have. So since we know it's a temptation in that to be unthankful, we've got to also be able to fight to be thankful. But that word unthankful actually gives the connotation that it was somebody who was thankful who became unthankful. They lost their thanks. You can always tell people that have lost their thanks. It, it, it's usually, you can see it on their faces. <clears throat> Don't look around. Don't look to the right or to the left. Hallelujah. Amen. Look straight ahead. See, see you got to understand that this word gives us, it gives us this thing about being thankful. It gives us about being grateful and about being appreciative. And when you're thankful of something, and what this word gives the connotation, it's this. It's, it means that we are thankful about our attitude, hallelujah, about what is taking place and about what's going on. We're very thankful. And that means we have a thankful attitude. And we have a thankful attitude about it more than our feelings about it. That means you're so thankful for the thought and that somebody went out of their way to, to make and to do or to do something kind, even though what they made and they did for you tasted terrible. <laughs> did you ever have one of those? <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, I've had lots of those, you know, but I'm so thankful for the heart. And my attitude has to always be thankful for what is taking place. But it also says that we need to be grateful. You're grateful for the effort of what is taking place, and you're grateful for what the person has done. And people have a hard time being grateful. See, because grateful is the sense of you're just appreciated that somebody actually thought of you. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Because they went out of their way to do something to be a blessing. And then appreciative just simply means this, is that you are so appreciative because somebody took the time or something took place that enabled you to realize and say, you know, hey, God hasn't forgot about me yet. God hasn't forgot about me. Amen? But here's the thing. I want to get down to this thing, and I want to talk to you about how to get your thanks back. 
Because see, thanks and praise, are the t- they, they go hand in hand. They're, they go together. Hallelujah. You tell people, let's praise God. Well, they have a hard time praising. Why? Because they have a hard time thanking. Thank you for your overwhelming response. A lot of you must, it must be the perfect message for today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because we want to get your thanks back so you have a good Thanksgiving. All of us have had difficulties and difficult times. You know, this time of the year is, is a very difficult time of the year for a lot of folks. Yes. You know, and it's sad. I mean, with statistics and everything else you see and know, more people do harm to themselves during this time of the year, from October, the end of October all the way through the end of the year, than any other time of the year because of the frustrations of what's all going on, what all taking place, what they don't have, what they didn't accomplish, what they didn't do. You know, and when you are trying to be thankful for, your, for what you have accomplished or what you're doing, uh, you're going to be disappointed. See, most people haven't understood the spiritual law to happiness. See, because joy is a whole different thing, but the spiritual law to happiness is thankfulness. <laughs> that you learn that, that it's with a thankful heart that you actually have a thankful heart, then you know how to, how to receive joy and peace of what God can do in your lives. So it says, yeah, but I don't have it, just that whole phrase. I don't have anything to be thankful for. Well, that we need to get the joy of your salvation back. Yes. We need to get the joy of your relationship back. We need to get the joy of the Lord back on the inside. You might have did a bunch of things. You might have done things that have been done this year. Okay, you've got yourself in a whole lot of problems and difficulties and trouble, but thank God God sends his word and he delivers you out of all your troubles. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I mean, we see this in the last days as people are going to become unthankful, ungrateful, unappreciative. Because here's the thing that this is what got me on this word. It says this word says this. People in the last days, they're going to be unthankful, ungrateful, unappreciative. They are going to feel that they are entitled to everything. Do we not have that word? Isn't entitlement a word that we're using all around? And Paul wrote about it in the Greek a long time ago. And it said, people feel like they're entitled to this. So they're going to be ungrateful because they think they're entitled to everything. And when people think they're entitled to everything, they lose their thankfulness for almost everything. Because <laughs> if somebody shows up at the family Thanksgiving and they're just, you just ought to be blessed they showed up and you didn't want them to come. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because they think they're entitled to those things. Hallelujah. You got to be thankful yourself. (laughs) Amen. But we live in a whole uh, now generation. We live in a thing, place now that basically calls uh, uh, entitlement where people think they're entitled. They deserve this. We have people who think they're entitled for something that happened to their great, 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 great grandfather. We have people who want to get things. They don't want to, hey, I I found out this or found out that. They want to be entitled to these things, you know? And it's because they're not thankful for what God is doing now. They're not thankful for their lives now. They're not thankful for anything that's going on in their lives. Amen? You know? I mean, most people, they're wanting their own ways, their own rights. They're doing, and, and, you know, the funny thing about those people who are going that way, who think they're entitled, who are doing that, you know, they're the most unhappy people I know. They're disillusioned. I mean, they're discouraged. They're, you know, I mean, they just have, they're having a hard time because they, they're so mad at everybody. It's everybody else's fault of why they're not happy. Man, I found this out. I am so glad that my joy and my peace and my happiness is not found in your head. 
and what you think about me or what you've done or what you do. Because believe it or not, what I believe is far, far more important than what I do. And what you believe is far, far more important than what you do. Amen. Now, granted, what you believe is what you do. So that, that tells you how you believe. Thank you for your overwhelming response. I, I didn't, I, you know, I, I, I'm just a delivery boy. Don't, don't, don't you know, I, you get, get excited with God. No, don't even get excited with God. God's good. Amen. You know, but, but let me read you Luke chapter six and verse 35 out of the King James version says this. He says, but love your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great and you shall be the children of the highest for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Jesus is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. But it's an amazing thing that Jesus tied unthankfulness to being evil. Same words. He tied this ungrateful, unthankful, and unappreciative as evil. Evil. And if you'll think to yourself, say, listen, man, I've got to be thankful. I have to be thankful. I mean, he connected this unthankfulness to, the, to evilness. And so, which tells us that God says, if you have an unthankful attitude, then it's evil in God's sight. Amen. So God's saying this, it is so wrong to be unthankful and not to be grateful. Especially if you're a Christian, you, you should always be thankful and grateful. Hallelujah. You should always take the things of God. Hallelujah. Amen. God tells us to do that. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 and through 17. I'm going to read it out of the King James because in the New Living, it always changes it to grateful or something different. And I want to, I want to keep it on thanksgiving and thankful here. It says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Amen? You know, he told us over in 1 Thessalonians, he said, in everything, give thanks. Not for everything. In everything. You see, that's one thing about Christians. We have a difficult time. You either go on one side or the other. Either you get over here and you're thanking God for all the bad things and all the terrible things. You think God's doing everything. No, we're not praising God or thanking God for things, but we are thanking God and praising God in the midst of it that God is there to sustain us. He's there to give us mercy. He's there to give us grace. He's there to give us strength to overcome. Amen? So in the midst of things, we can just praise and worship God. You know, if you've ever heard the story of the guy that wrote the hymn, it is well with my soul. Have you ever heard that story? He wrote that on a boat as he was crossing over because he sent his family over ahead of him on a boat that crashed and sank, and he lost most of his family. And on the boat over as he was going to meet uh, the, over there in that, that's when he wrote, it is well with my soul. I mean, you think, well, how can he do that? Because when you're looking to God, God can give you the things you need at that particular time. He wasn't thanking God for all the things that happened, but in the midst of it, he can honor God in the midst of it and allow God to pour in his love, his grace, his mercy. He could do it. Glory to God. You know, when it says, give thanks for everything, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, it's in everything. See, that's the thing. I say, yeah, but you don't understand what's going on in my life. You don't know what happened. You don't. Hey, I know I don't, but I do know this. That if you'll, if you'll run to God and cry, and cry out to God, that God, hallelujah, will uphold you. God will strengthen you. 
And it all depends on if you have a thankful heart, say, God, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your comfort. Thank you for your forgiveness. That's the first thing. Hallelujah. Because God wants you to be thankful. But not only thankful, he wants you to be grateful. You say, well, what's the difference? Well, thankful is for the thing that is done. Grateful is for he who's doing it. I'm thankful for what has taken place, but I am so grateful for their obedience to hear from heaven. Can you understand that? And I'm so appreciative of how the effect that it's had on my life and upon others. Amen? I mean, the Word of God's got so much to share about thankfulness. I mean, we, you can't read the Psalms without getting about thanks and about praise. All the, I mean, it's, just, it's all through there. How to, and David, every time he, well, most of the time he wrote them, he was in trouble. He, you know, he always started out kind of ugly, but then he ended up good because he began to take hold of the Word of God. You know, Psalms 26 verse 7 says this. It says, That I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all of thy wondrous works. You know, so what's that tell me? That tells me, am I showing, or am I doing this? Am I showing a thankful heart to God and can others see it? Let me read it to you again. That I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Well, who's he telling all his wondrous works to? Everybody else around him. So am, am I, you know, telling, am I producing, am I showing a thankful heart to God and to others? Can everybody say, man, they're so thankful? Or do they say, huh? Don't do nothing for that guy. You know, they tell you thanks. Now, you know my story. You know, we, we pastored. I, I pastored for, for 12 and a half years in the inner city. And so every year we would, we would do things. Thanksgiving was a big deal, okay? It was a really big deal to help people. We had, we had lots and lots of family. We had lots and lots of people that just needed help. I mean, it was a very difficult. Uh, you have to understand it. Within, within, you know, you put our church in the middle there within a half a mile that way, a half a mile that way, and just do a, just do a one-mile area, there are 40,000 dwellings. So if you put four people, which is a lot more than four people, so if you put four, there's 160,000 people within a half a mile or a mile. That's a lot of people on top of each other, okay? So there's a lot of things going on. So there's lots and lots of, you know, there was lots and lots of poverty, lots and lots of people needing things. So every year we would do 50 uh, turkey dinners, you know, and every year I'd be the one delivering them. Because nobody else wants to deliver, you know, on one Wednesdays and stuff and do everything. So I would be delivering them. So by the time I got done, you know, then I'd have to go preach that night because it was Wednesdays. <laughs> so anyways, get them all done. You know, I had been offended 50 times. <laughs> of how come we didn't get the right stuffing or how come we didn't get the right mixing or how come I was late. <sighs> Not one person was thankful and grateful to the full extent. And I did that for 11 years straight. I left before the last one. I had a perfect record. Amen? Let me tell you another story. We, since we were in the inner city, we, had a lot, you know, we were in contact with all, all the difficulties. So all the churches in the suburbs who wanted to get their names in the paper and tell how great they were, 
So they'd say, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to handle this. We're going to bring in all this stuff to help feed the poor. So they'd have semi-trucks come down to a certain part of the city. And they'd say, okay, now we've got to figure out, you know. And, of course, the only people that showed up to unload the trucks was me and my people, our folks, because we're the only ones who know how to do, how to work. So we did all that. So we're the ones with our picture in the paper with another church trying to claim all the, the, the glory, which is fine. We didn't care because we were going to get it because we're the ones that were going to distribute it. We're distributing it all out there. And the bad thing about it is that they get all this stuff, and all of it was garbage. And it was really bad. In fact, they had one church who said, hey, listen, we, we want to we take care of 300 families. That's what we want to do. So we're going to buy all this stuff, and we're going to have it all delivered to your church, and it's going to be able to take care of 300 families. And so they unloaded all this stuff, and it was all these cans and all these things that were, had rust. They had outdated. It was, and I'm thinking to myself, they want to get me killed. Because I'd already promised 300 families, we are going to take care of them and give them a meal. You know, and they're not in the inner city. I'm in the inner city. And if I don't come through, my church is going to get burned down tomorrow. I mean, that's the way it is, folks. We live and we are so blessed. You guys are so blessed. Someone says, Pastor, you li- I live through that all the time. We live through those things. So we had to turn around and go out and, and get 300 meals and do all that. So I said, how you do it? I mean, the supermarkets around us, they loved us. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, you just go in and you go get it and you do and you do. And it was so frustrating. I mean, the 700 Club came down and did a whole movie on me. I still had never seen it because we were the number one church in all of Pittsburgh, which would be like the number one church in all of San Francisco, has three, that gave out all blankets, gave out food, gave out clothes, gave out more to everybody else, distributed everything. And uh, they filmed it. They did the whole nine yards, but they could not believe because of where we were at in our church that we actually were, it was for real. Amen. You know, and uh, I don't think it ever got aired, but I was like, but they were all there. We had, it was fun to, you know, get all fixed up and made, made it look real, real, you know, go through all the motions of doing things. So why do I share that? It's because just because people don't thank you, that doesn't mean you still don't love people. But here's the key. If you're thankful and you're grateful and you're appreciative, you'll receive that back because whatever you sow, you get. Amen. You have to do that. Well, you have to do that. You have to reach out to love people because I didn't do it. I didn't go out and take care of the people because I was trying to save all the other uh, churches. I was trying to save my church and my life, so it's a big difference. But, and then you'd see in the papers, they'd get the great write-ups of what, what they did. Don't, don't, don't be offended for me or don't be offended to him. It's all good. That happened a long time ago. It's all good. Hallelujah. Because in the midst of it, we saw lives changed. We saw people get saved. We saw people's lives change. People come up. People come out of it. It was such a blessing to it. But I wanted to show a thankful heart and to make sure I'm showing it to others. Does everybody know that you're thankful? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, Psalms 34, 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. You know, if somebody was going to give you, describe you and they wanted to give you an attribute, would they say, you know what? Their mouth is filled with praise and thanksgiving all the time. <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah. They say, well, those people, they're just so grateful and so thankful. That's an attribute you want to have. Not just this time of year. You know, we teach about it because we use this to kind of stir our hearts up to us. 
And, uh, but we need, we need to have this all year long to be thankful for what God's doing in our lives, thankful to God, grateful to God, and honor God. Amen? It's so vitally, vitally important. Amen? Psalms 89.1 says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. Here's the big thing. I want to hit to kind of get it down here. How about your kids and your grandkids? Do they know that you're pretty thankful for them? I know they can be a pain. I know they can be difficulties. You know, hallelujah. But are they thankful that you are? Do they, do they hear you thanking God and for all your life? Which they probably do, which is awesome. They need to. They need to hear, hallelujah, what God's doing in your life. Amen? I mean, the greatest thing that we could ever give our kids and our grandkids is that we continue to serve God all the days of our life, that we are loving God, that we're encouraging them, that we give them Jesus. Amen? I mean, we see this. We see this. Now, here's something I want to help you with. You ready? I know I've kind of beaten you up a little bit, but it's just stirring your hearts up to see something. Because how do I get my thanks back? Just by doing these things here. First of all, declaring, hey, I am thankful. I am thankful. I am just magnifying the Lord. But here in Psalms 92, it says this. It says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, to sing praises unto his name. O most high, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. If you don't get anything else, this is how you get your thanks back and your praise back, okay? Hallelujah, right here. Let me read the psalm to you again. It says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Here's the key. Do you start your day by expressing your thankfulness to God for his loving kindness? Do you start your day by expressing your thankfulness to God for his loving kindness? Because his loving kindness, the Bible says, is new every morning. Amen? His mercies are new every morning. All right, yesterday stunk, but today we got some new mercy. We got some new grace. We got some new loving kindness. Yesterday loving kindness didn't work too good, but today's loving kindness is going to be a little better. Amen? Do you start your day thanking God, expressing for God's loving kindness? But here's the second thing. Do you end your day by expressing your thankfulness for his faithfulness in your life? Amen? If you'll acknowledge his loving kindness in the morning and his faithfulness at night every single day, you'll be joyful. You'll be thankful. You automatically let God lead you, to, and you'll say, he's the one that's leading me. And the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. God's ordering my steps. So I'm going to honor God and thank him for his loving kindness every day. And I'm going to thank him in my day with thanking him for his great faithfulness, that he was faithful today. Because he's faithful. See, remember I said it gives us that there's going to be in the last days, people are going to be on. Why? Because they've lost their thankfulness. Why am I living this? Why is this happening? What's going on? It's their fault, this fault. Everybody wants to blame everybody else. It gets in, well, I'm entitled. I'm entitled to this. I should have this. I, you know, it's like, who said? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, we take hold of the word of God because what did Psalms 100? This is the verse we usually use all the time. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. You know that all of the Hebrew words for praise, thanksgiving, and bless are used in this verse. 
It's awesome. It's so wonderful. You've ever did a study on that? It's so cool. What it does, it just blesses me, you know. And so here's the key. Am I continually thankful? Am I continually grateful? Hallelujah. Or am I griping and complaining? Am I frustrated about what's going on? What's happening? Am I so caught up in the world around that I'm giving news out instead of giving good news out? Am I just being a reaction instead of an action? Amen? How many know the enemy wants you to be a reaction? How did he want you to just state the facts, state things here? What are we doing here? You know, and, uh, you know, we've got to ask ourselves, you know, does everybody see me as somebody giving thanks and being grateful? Or do they see me as one that's griping and complaining? Do they say, hey, here comes so-and-so? Or do they go, oh, here comes so-and-so? Oh, man, he showed up. Oh, gosh, I can't believe she's here. You know, it's a good thing our church is perfect, but the key is, is that I'm talking about all the other people that ain't here, not here, not talking about you at home. We love you. We're good. Okay. Hallelujah. You know, amen. Philippians 2.14 in the Amplified Bible says this. It says, do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining against God. And I love this. It says, do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting among yourselves. It says, listen, do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining against God. God, where are you at? What are you doing? When are you going to do this? How are you going to? God, how come? Where are you? Sounds like Gideon behind the wine press. The angel shows up and he said, well, where is our God? How come he's not? How come we're doing this? Where's he doing? What's he doing? How come we're we're having this mess? And the angel says, you're a mighty man of valor. And Gideon, he's like, ain't nobody here mighty. Ain't nobody here doing. Did you know that God lives in you? Hallelujah. That you're the one that causes great grace to take place. And when you lift up your voice, the power of God is present. Amen. Hallelujah. We see this. It's like, yes. Hallelujah. And here's one of the biggest things. Let me read this last one, and we'll close with this. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Amen? Who, you know, forgives all of my iniquities, who heals all of my diseases, who crowns my life with loving kindness and tender mercy. That's Psalms 103, verses 1 through 3. You know, so when you see that and you understand that, it's like, oh. And what we have to do is are we being thankful to let the world know how thankful we are about our salvation, about our relationship with Jesus, how joyful, how joy it is how to know that God lives and dwells on the inside of, but also, also that God's got this. God's got us. He's going to hold us in his hands. You know, we're going to finish. We're going to finish this. He's got the, we're the church that's going to finish this. Hallelujah. We are the 11th hour workers. We're going to, and we're going to finish our course with what? Joy. Paul said, I'm going to finish my course with joy and the ministry. He didn't say ministry was joyful. He didn't say servanthood was joyful. He said, but I'm going to finish my course, my life with joy. I'm going to constantly have joy even though I'm in chains, even though I'm in prison. Paul spent his last years in prison writing the Bible, getting ready to be, get his head chopped off at Rome. But I love what he says. He never once did he say he was a prisoner of Rome. He said, I'm a prisoner of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Not once did he say, he said, I might be, and if he said this, he goes, I might be chained, but the word of God is never chained. It's going to go out. 
Hallelujah. It's going to be declared. It's going to do it. Hallelujah. God's grace. Thank God that we give thanks to the Lord and tell others about his wonderful deeds of what he's done in our lives. And let me give you something really important right now because this is for people of faith. Remember what I said? This word unthankful said it was somebody who had thanks but now doesn't have thanks anymore. Why? Because he's had some spiritual blows. He's made some mistakes. Or she or they have made some mistakes. We've missed out on So we've done some things and now it's like, oh my gosh, what have I got to be? And you always come back to your roots. You always come back to the basis of my salvation. I've got joy. It's the joy of my salvation. I can be thankful for this. Even if I've messed it all up, thank God, God's faithful. He's faithful. And I can thank him for his loving kindness today. And I can go to bed at night and thank him for his faithfulness that he's been faithful today. Amen? Because we're people of faith. Listen to this. As people of faith, this is who you are. You actually believe about your past prayers. You actually believe about your past declarations, your godly choices, and your prophetic acts that you're endeavoring to do. You believe that all of these are working powerfully and effectively. Amen? And you believe that they're working in the unseen realm. You avoid withdrawing your faith. Hallelujah. When it seems like it's not working, you keep away from the tendency. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. By thanking God, we keep away from this tendency, I should say, by thanking God for the past spiritual seeds that have been planted. Our thanksgiving that we have toward God, it nurtures all of these seeds and they will come in to great fruit and they will be fruitful. All of your prayers, all of your thoughts, all of the things, all of the things you've done to stand strong and to be a Christian, all these things, all of your life, as people of faith, we believe that they're working. Now, we sing a wonderful song here, you know, and it's called, you know, Waymaker. He's a Waymaker. And everybody gets all excited about that song, and they get really good, even when I don't see that he's working. He's working. And we sing it, but do we believe it? Remember what I said. It's far more important what you believe than what you do. But it's far more because if you start believing that your prayers have effect and your prayers are still there and your prayers and your declarations and your godly joy and everything that you do that you're doing for God how to, is making a way. And you're thanking God. Why? Because God never fails. He never leaves us or forsakes us. Amen? God's hand, God's plan, God's purpose. But it comes through our thankfulness. It comes through our gratefulness. And it comes through our appreciativeness. It comes through us honoring God. It comes through us that every morning we're thanking God for his loving kindness. And every evening we're thanking God for his faithfulness because he's faithful. Listen, folks, God's not ever going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. We are going to go out in a blaze. We are going to go out in the fire and the power of The church was born on Pentecost. It was born with the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost. We are going out with the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost. We are going to be stronger and stronger. We're going to get strong because the greatest you know, force on the earth is you and I. Don't let anybody else tell you that. Don't let anybody else say all these things. Listen, God is on our side. 
You know, I, I laugh at this because they all say, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. I say, listen, the very ground, the very air, everything that you are, are saying you're going to do, God already owns and God already has control of. You know, have you not read in the word of God concerning God can rain fire. He can rain meteors out of heaven and wipe everything out. He can make the earth become Pac-Man, open up and start chomping people, okay? He can do things. He did it in the Old Testament. That's what he did. The Bible says the earth opened up and he swallowed them all. You know, and then he just rained down meteorites, fire and brims and big rocks coming down, crushed Sodom and Gomorrah. You don't mess with the dude that owns everything. You don't mess with the one that has control of everything. He set the stars. He set the earth. Listen, listen, if we believe this, see, it's more important what we believe than what we do. Amen. And here's something else. Quit trying to get things from God. You don't get things from God. Throw that word away. You don't get anything from God. You receive everything from God, but you never get anything. Because if you're trying to get something, you're trying to get God to do something. God's already done everything he's going to do. But if you want to receive something from God, you can receive everything he's already done. But you've got to change your, you got to change your thought. You've got to change your... That's why I said, well, God didn't do anything for me. I said, the problem is you haven't received anything from him. So you can't be thankful. But if you'll start being thankful for what God has done, what God is doing, hallelujah, it'll change your life. So this Thanksgiving, let's be more thankful, more grateful, more, more appreciative of everything that we have. Let's honor God. Hey, even if that relative shows up, or even if that friend shows up, or even if the unwanted shows up, hallelujah, glory to God, God has a plan. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. Lord, I've had fun this morning. I'm just sharing your truths. But Father, I honor you and love you and praise you. Thank you. Thank you most of all for Jesus. I'm talking to the church. And Father, I'm a pastor. I talk to the church. I know that we want the world to be saved. And that's our heart is we want to reach one more. But boy, if we could just get the church saved, the world would run to them. They would ask the reason of the joy and the hope. They would run, why are you so thankful? Why are you so thrilled? Why are you so grateful? Why do you appreciate these things so much? Oh, Father, we are in that because of what you've done for us, what Jesus did on the cross. If you're here today and you really don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or if you're here today and you've had some spiritual blows and, and you've become unthankful. That's what this is all about. God wants to restore your joy. He wants to restore your thankfulness. He does. And the only way to do that is by you acknowledging his loving kindness and his faithfulness. And by you allowing, allowing him to love you. You say, wait a minute. I, I'm not stopping God from loving me. The key is. Is you stop yourself from receiving his love that's towards you when you become unthankful and ungrateful, when you become complaining and griping and frustrated. Because, believe it or not, it's not God's fault. He loves you. He has made provision. He sent his son to die for you while you were yet a sinner. Jesus died. Jesus paid the penalty for sin. Jesus defeated the devil. He took the keys of death and hell. Hallelujah. He rose again, seated at the right hand of the Father, turned around, gave authority to the church. He gave us everything that pertains unto life and godliness, blessed us with all spiritual blessings, placed his spirit, sent the Holy Spirit to rule and to reign inside of us. He's given us all things freely to enjoy. 
Yes, we talk about, but it's really making Jesus the Lord of your life. Coming back to him and saying, God, forgive me for getting mad at you. Forgive me for pushing you away when you were the only help that I, I had. So as our heads are bowed, our eyes are if you're here and you've not made Jesus the Lord, or you've been unthankful, and you've fallen back and you've drawn back, God doesn't want you to draw back. He wants you to return, and he wants you to know and receive the joy of your salvation again. And he wants you to know the thankfulness that he has, the joy that he has towards you. And when you get thankful and you get grateful, oh, great things begin to happen. And if you need prayer for that today, just raise your hand. Let me pray with you. Hallelujah, because I want to pray. I love you. God loves you. I always want to have those of you watching online, we love you. Glory to God, we are believing for good things. Amen. I see that hand. Anybody else want to join that one? Hallelujah. We're gonna, I see that hand. Amen. I see that hand. Amen. Yes, amen. Glory to God. And I know that many times it's probably for the, the unthankfulness of it, but also coming and knowing. So right now we're going to do that. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Father, when we acknowledge that we need help, you run to us. You run to us. We acknowledge that when we need you, you're right there. And Father, the biggest thing about what we do is we say, Lord, forgive us for being unthankful. Forgive us for not putting you first, for not loving you the way that you need to be loved. Father, restore unto them the joy of their salvation unto them. Lord, restore unto them how to, a thankful heart, a grateful heart, and an attitude toward those things of saying, Lord, I just love you. Thank you for the loving kindness every day. Thank you for your faithfulness every day. Lord, I just thank you that you're restoring unto them all that the enemy has tried to, to rob from them, trying to take back them. You're a God of restoration. You're going to restore. You're going to bring it back. Lord, I thank you for it now. And Father, when that, because they've lifted it and said, I, I know I want this, you're just engulfing them right now, right where they're at, touching their lives, letting them know, oh, just like the prodigal son when he ran, when he came home and, he, and his, he saw, his father saw him afar off, he ran to him. But the son said, I'm not worthy. I've blown it. I didn't, I'm not even worthy to be your son. And the father didn't even, did, did him, but he just wrapped his arms around. He said, my son that was it is now alive. Let's rejoice. He restored him all the way back to sonship and everything he had. God's not holding any of our sins against us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you for those that have acknowledged you. And I thank you, Father, for all those that are here. Father, let this Thanksgiving be the greatest, joyfulest, more thankful Thanksgiving, hallelujah, than we've ever had. And let us let our light shine so that lives can be changed. Lord, I thank you for that now. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.